0: It is a blessing to be here at your church. My name is Father Joseph Aitona from the Fathers of Mercy, and I am here to preach your parish mission, which begins tomorrow. The Fathers of Mercy, my religious community, we are missionary preachers. We're located in South Union, Kentucky. South Union has a population of about 50. So I'm excited to be in Oshkosh this week. Now, what does a parish mission have to do with you? What does it have to do with me as the missionary? Well, it's really simple. I'm here to remind each and every single one of you of your life's goal, getting to heaven. Now, if I were to ask you how often you thought of heaven... Within this past day, or this past week, or maybe even this past month, God willing, it's more than once. Hopefully that's why you're here in this church right now, not simply because it's part of a commandment or because your parents are forcing you to, but because you love God and you want to go to heaven. If heaven isn't any better than our life here on earth, why even work at getting there? Why even go to church? every week you know I'm blessed as a missionary I go all around the world preaching I was actually in Australia several years ago and usually if there is a school attached to the church I like to go into the classrooms and ask the students questions about heaven to see what they know and after I ask a series of questions they'll ask questions right back at me and they'll say something like father if you're talking about heaven I want to know whether my dog, Spot, will be there when I get there. I want to know if I'll be able to play my favorite sports, they ask. Basketball, football, soccer. Someone actually asked me, will there be high waves to surf on in heaven? Will I be able to eat my favorite food, they ask. Usually at that age, it's pizza. And I think one of the most important questions, at least during the lower grades will I be able to see and talk to my loved ones who have passed before me in heaven, such as my great-grandfather? And all of these are good questions. Hopefully you know the answers to these questions. If not, it's okay. I'm here to help. But before we talk about heaven, it is necessary that we at least mention the three of the other four four last things. That is death, judgment, and hell. Now I say these things not necessarily to scare anyone here in this church, but it is my duty as a missionary at least to mention them at some part of your mission. Now I know I'm not telling you anything new. As all of you know here in this church, at some point in our life we will pass from this world it is something that we cannot avoid and when we die our souls will separate from our bodies and then we will be judged immediately by Jesus Christ it's what you call the particular judgment if we die in the state of god's sanctifying grace the grace we first received when we were baptized, then he will deem us worthy to go to heaven. Some of us will have to pass through purgatory first, some longer than others, but we will eventually get to heaven. If we die in what we call the state of mortal sin, then we will be damned to hell. Now, I say that knowing that Jesus is the Savior By his death on the cross, by his blood being shed, he has opened the gates of heaven for each and every single one of us. He doesn't want anyone to go to hell. But if someone is damned to hell, they have chosen by their own free will to serve Satan or themselves rather than God. Now, hell, it's interesting. As I go from church to church as a missionary people think that hell is more of a place, a specific location, as if you can get a map of the United States and see that hell is a city in Southern California. Okay. Well, as bad as that place can get, that's where I grew up. It's not there. Although someone did tell me that hell is definitely a city in Michigan. Well, either way, The hell that Jesus speaks of in the Gospels is not necessarily a specific place or location. It's more of a state of being. It's a state of being completely deprived of the one thing that can fully satisfy us as human beings, namely God. Hell is the eternal separation from God from love, from truth, from goodness. If I can use human terms to try to describe something like that, obviously it's very difficult. I would say hell is like being absolutely starving, yet never having any food whatsoever to eat. It's like being sick with cancer, a migraine headache, and COVID, but having no medicine or cure for all eternity. Hell is like being lonely and isolated and yet having no friends or family to speak to forever. Worst of all, to use your free will to serve Satan and his minions rather than God. I certainly don't recommend that place to anyone here. Okay, now that we got the bad news out of the way, let's talk about heaven. If you know your scripture, St. Paul is very clear when he describes heaven. He says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it so much as dawned on man what God has prepared for those who love him. We cannot even fathom with our finite minds how good it will be in heaven when we see God face to face. If you can think of your favorite day here on this earth in your life maybe for some your wedding day for some high school students I don't know when you went to the prom or for some children when you got your favorite video game whatever it is think of your favorite day multiply that by about a million for all eternity and we have a little grasp of how good it will be in heaven when we're with God forever Jesus took St. Peter, St. James, and St. John up Mount Tabor, and he was transfigured. He was glorified, and they got a glimpse of what heaven would be like. And St. Peter said, Lord, it is good that we are here. If I may make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. In other words, I am completely satisfied seeing you in all of your glory. So some of the questions like, will your dog Or your favorite pet be in heaven, God willing, when you get there? Well, the church hasn't said one way or another whether our favorite pet will be in heaven. Will you be able to eat your favorite food in heaven? Well, that's debatable, but the last time I checked, it was called a heavenly banquet. So I'm sure if you eat food, it will be the best of foods. Will you be able to play your favorite sports in heaven? Yes, there's lots of room to play your favorite sports in heaven. Not only that, maybe you'll be able to fly like the angels. So all of you who wanted a slam dunk here on earth and never got the chance, you might get your chance later. Will you be able to see and talk to your loved ones who have passed before you in heaven? Yes, God willing, if they're there, you'll be able to encounter them one way or another. Now, the whole point is this. All of the good things that we experience here on this earth in our lives, whether it's the car that we drive, the house that we live in, or the friends and family that we have, as good as all of these things are, they pale in comparison to seeing the Holy Trinity. So no more of these wars, no more suffering, especially for those who suffer from physical illness. I don't know about you, no more politics that we have to deal with. All of these things will cease. God willing, when we get to heaven. So, if you haven't started to pray as a Catholic, even on a daily basis, to persevere in God's sanctifying grace until the day that you die, I highly recommend that you start. Because there's one person that's working nonstop in trying to keep you, in trying to keep me, in getting to heaven, and that is the devil. As the devil tricked Adam and Eve at the beginning of creation, as our Lord allowed himself to be tempted by the devil, I guarantee you he will tempt you. And let me tell you something about Satan. He always promises more than he can give. He'll tempt us in doing something against the commandments, and if we commit it, he will accuse us. He'll say, you call yourself a Catholic, and this is how you treat God. This is how you treat your neighbor. You know, he's very subtle as he tempts weekly Catholics like ourselves. He tempts us by a spiritual disease called lukewarmness. Lukewarmness is that sickness that causes those who are called to holiness, you and me, to be indifferent in our spiritual lives and our relationship with God. So yes, we may go to church every week like we're doing right now, But right after mass is over and we leave the doors of the church, our Catholic Christian life is non-existent. Things that we should do on a daily basis, we neglect, such as read the Bible every day. Do you maybe take 10 to 15 minutes out of your busy day to read sacred scripture, especially the gospels? Do you pray every day? I'm not just talking about 10 seconds while you're falling asleep at night or before you eat a meal, but are you making substantial time throughout your day to communicate with God? Have you stopped learning about your faith, or did that end after you were confirmed? So the devil will trick us. He'll whisper in our ear, so to speak, oh, all you have to do as a Catholic is go to Sunday Mass, and that's fine. So the struggle to improve in our faith is abandoned. The soul easily gives in to sin, especially nowadays by social media and the internet like pornography. And anything that has to do with God is reduced to doing things out of obligation or out of routine, as opposed to loving someone with your whole heart, your whole mind, and your whole soul. You know, our Lord spoke of lukewarmness in the book of Revelation. He said, because you are neither hot nor cold, because you are lukewarm, I will vomit you out of my mouth, he says. So as Catholics, we're either moving closer to God in our relationship with him or we're moving backwards. There really is no middle ground. Can we put a price tag on our soul for what shall it profit a man if he gains his whole world and yet suffers the loss of his own soul? Brothers and sisters, my question to you today as your missionary Is very simple. Is heaven priority in your life? So I was sent here to your church to preach your mission. It's actually a whole city-wide mission in Oshkosh. And I will be preaching this mission with my blood brother, Father Jewel. We will be preaching about the Holy Eucharist, the source and summit of our faith, the real presence of Christ in the most blessed sacrament, the benefits of Eucharistic adoration, things that you may have once learned in your life as a Catholic, but maybe forgot. Maybe some of you have never learned to begin with. Either way, these will be teachings to help you get to heaven. Now, besides preaching for the next three days, I will be hearing confessions with my brother, Father Jewel. So, if for some reason, you have committed a sin, maybe even a mortal grave sin, maybe even in your distant past, and you're too embarrassed to go to Father Quinn or Father Tom, you can just go to us because we're leaving in a few days anyways. So you might as well get it all out while we're here. Now, with that being said, we put examination of conscience brochures there as you leave the church, they'll be handed to you. I highly recommend that you take one of these and you look it over so you can have the best confession of your life. If you go to at least three of the six talks these next three days, you can receive a plenary indulgence where all of the temporal punishment due to sin of your whole life will be wiped away. And if you die in that state, you will go directly to heaven. So along with this pamphlet, I made copies of how to receive an indulgence at a parish mission. It's very simple. All you have to do is follow the bullet points. The mission will be at Most Blessed Sacrament, St. Mary location. I have been praying for all of you. All of this information is in the bulletin. God willing, after you pass, Jesus will tell you, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord.